Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive through a well-designed home. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to live your best life through decorating with intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month as I journey into the depths of domestic and holistic enlightenment. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host Amanda and today's guest is Maria Killam. Maria and I have known each other since about maybe four years ago I think is when we met through our blogs. But hers isn't like most blogs. Hers is the blog for all things color. As quoted by Apartment Therapy, with more than 10 years of design expertise and thousands of consultations, Maria has honed her eye for the color like you wouldn't believe. She is a color expert, design blogger, author, teacher, and decorator. My favorite thing about Maria is her no-nonsense approach to color and also life. She not only empowers her audience about color, but most importantly, she gives them the why. And that's the one thing that we're all searching for so that we can better understand things. Through her True Color Expert workshops, her best-selling book, How to Choose Paint Color, It's All About the Undertones, and her award-winning blog, she is the leading authority in all things color. I am so excited to have her on the show today. So join me as I sit down with her and discuss all things about color, blogging, and her design business. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Gates. I'm excited. I've got Maria Killam, known by many as the True Color Expert, on the phone today. Hi, Maria. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on to the show. So most people know who you are um, due to your blog, but I want to back up just a little bit and get a little bit of background of, you know, I know that you started out in the corporate world before you got into the color world. So give us a little bit of idea how that how that transpired. Okay, great. Well, um, you know, it's, it's, I always, I was always creative and always um, interested in decorating, but um, didn't really think about how I could get into the business. And so I ended up in sales and uh, I was in corporate sales in uh, the hotels. Uh, I worked for Delta Hotels and Weston Hotels. And when I hit 30, I decided I have to be creative or die. So I, um, I started my own business called One Day Design, and uh, I put an ad in the Yellow Pages. And the ad said, we use what you have to create affordable, incredible interiors. And then at the bottom, I put expert color consultation. So, um, you know, at the time, it was called redesign. You know, staging had not been invented yet. So there was a lot of decorators running around making $150 for the whole entire day of just moving around somebody's furniture, rehanging their pictures in the living room. So that's basically the concept behind one day design. But by putting expert color consultation at the bottom of the ad, you know, I started getting calls like this one woman called me and she said, you know, I'm looking at all these beiges and I'm trying to pick one for my living room. And I see some with like red undertones and some with green undertones. Can you help me with that? And I said, absolutely. And I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I decided I better get myself trained. So I found this really great color course in San Francisco called um, the Day Studio Workshops. And I went down and did this week-long course on color. And that was when I really discovered that 
color, it falls in, you know, the way you describe color falls into three categories. It's always going to be clean or dirty, cool or warm, light or dark. And the other, the other big thing that I learned from her was that um, you have to sample the color on like a five foot by five foot sample if you're really going to know if it's going to be perfect for you. So she would paint up these big, huge boards um, because she was also a faux finisher and she did all this custom color work and she would put them in each room of her client's house and say, okay, now look at this morning, noon and night. Well, you know, I did that business for about a year and then I found myself, uh, got myself to Benjamin Moore because that was really the only paint store that had color consultants working out of the store. And, um, and that was where I started to really get my um, that's where I got a crash course in, in color consulting. That's for sure. I mean, we did an average of five calls a week working out of the store and I immediately started painting up bigger samples, um, color chips, because I knew from doing this workshop that there's no way that you could make a decision on which color was accurate based on a tiny little two by two chip or even like a bigger, you know, two by six architectural sample, which is what designers get. And so um, you know, I, I started using these samples and obviously, I mean, I didn't have the luxury of carting around the five foot by five foot sample, but you know, we were, you know, as a, as a color consultant for a paint store, I mean, you know, you're doing like volume color. I mean, so what was really great about that experience was that, you know, people ask you all kinds of questions about design and about all the, all the different renovations that they should make to their house. But, you know, if you didn't have the answer they're fine with that because really they've hired you there to choose the color for the walls. So it was a really good way of getting all of this color experience, but also design experience. I mean, so thousands of consultations later, I mean, I can walk into any house and as long as, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a kitchen designer, I won't give you a new footprint for your kitchen or, you know, take out walls or give you a new plan like that. But you know, if you need how to, how to actually, what's the right order to do my renovation? You know, what color should my countertops be? What should my backsplash be? What should my flooring be? I mean, so I can now walk through someone's house in any style of home and I can and give you an entire plan for your renovation with all the finishes that you should use, what's going to be appropriate for your style of home and like that. So um, let's see, let's, now I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Um, after you you had basically started this this business, what made you decide to go and work for Ben Moore? Oh well, um, what happened was I um, I had left. I did one day design, and what it was great because I put the ad in the yellow pages, and I was getting lots of business because it sound sounded. Uh, didn't sound intimidating, right? One day design. I mean, people have a perception that designers are expensive and one day design sounds, doesn't sound intimidating and expensive. And so um, I actually did that for a year. Then I moved to Toronto from Vancouver for a relationship and <laughs> I got there and changed the name to Custom Color Studios. So this, let this be a lesson to everyone. Like if, you know, if what you're doing already, like if it's not broken, don't try and fix it because Suddenly I went from one day design to custom color studio. And now I sounded really expensive and high end and exclusive saying that. Right. Yeah, so I mean, custom, that's right. So I, I had uh, my business for a year. Well, I mean, I had, I put it out in the yellow pages again, since it had been so successful for me. 
you know, back in, uh, well, let's, and that this is in the year 2002. So we were, everyone was still advertising in the yellow pages, but it was so successful for me back in Vancouver that I immediately did that. And I got two consultations um, out of the nine, out of nine months that I lived in Toronto. And then I came right back home because Toronto was not my place. And um, so, yeah, so that then when I got back, you know, I didn't have my business anymore, right? I didn't have like, you know, I had given up the, of course, the ad and everything. So that's when I started looking for um, a job in, in color and design. And somebody had said to me, well, Maria, like Benjamin Moore has color consultants that work out of their stores. And so that's, so I went to work in the first one and, um, you know, I'd been there a couple months and I mean, my personality type is definitely, you know, I'm definitely an entrepreneur kind of personality, but until you figure that out as you're going through corporate and working for people, um, you know, you have to go through the pains of getting fired because maybe you're a little too outspoken or, you know, you don't just go with the flow or, you know, I mean, I was not, I was really good at what I did in terms of in sales, but, you know, I wasn't as good at, you know, being a team player and just kind of the politics of, you know, working in corporate and working for people. And so, <laughs> so I was fired after two months of working in the first store. And so I got home. I was very depressed. I sat on my, <laughs> I sat on my couch for three months and thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I had already fallen in love with color and decided that I wanted to be an internationally known color consultant. So, you know, I thought, well, I mean, there's no other place to get my experience from than from Benjamin Moore, because all you had to do was say you worked at Benjamin Moore and people automatically assumed that you have all this, you know, color knowledge, whether you do or you don't was irrelevant. That's how much um, power really um, Benjamin Moore Paints has. And so, so I started calling around. I mean, I was kind of an expert at looking for a job because this was not the first time I'd been fired. So <laughs> I- Also a trait of entrepreneurs. That's right. <laughs> so I started calling around the city and I found, and I called the West Vancouver store and the owner said that he was looking for a color consultant. Well, I, I knew, I immediately knew that that job was mine. And so, you know, I did that for about a year and a half and- you know, so the owner told me probably four or five different instances where people would complain about me and I would be like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? I mean, you know, and so anyway, so eventually, um, basically I was fired from that job. And so, you know, I had decided I still don't have enough. I, I still couldn't walk into any every any house and know exactly what the color should be I mean that I was really committed to getting to that point and so I got my other job back the one I'd been the first one you know through a series of events where I just you know I just met with the owner (laughs) yeah I did and so um so then I got there and then one day and then again, like I remember I had this couple complain about me and I was like what am I oh my I can't I can't be fired again. Like this is just, this is a problem. So I'm, I was, I was having this conversation with my partner who said to me, well, Maria, why don't you just try smiling at every single customer that walks into the store? And I thought, well, I'm sure that I I'm doing that already, but okay. (laughs) So the following Monday I go into the store and you know, a, a customer walks in and I went, hi, with a big smile on my face. And that's when I realized, 
oh, this is new. I, I had not actually been doing that. And, you know, it's a funny thing. When you smile at someone, they smile back. And so I never had another complaint again. So that was kind of, and then I went, and then I left that store. Um, I went to work with a designer that I had met. Um, we became business partners. She was um, an interior designer that did renovations. Um, kitchens was her specialty. And I spent two years working with her. And it was really great because I, I really learned that whole side of the design business, just renovations and construction. And we worked with builders specifying finishes. But, you know, then I just realized that I just didn't, I didn't like standing around in the mud and the rain talking about, you know, finishes and in the middle of a kitchen renovation, it just wasn't, you know, my passion. So, you know, color and decorating was still where my passion uh, was. So I, um, I stopped, we, you know, we completed our partnership and I just started working for myself again out of my house. And, um, and then shortly after that, Oh, probably, probably about six months um, into just kind of, you know, I mean, I mean, we all know what it's like when we're, when you're self-employed, you know, you're, when you're, when it rains, it pours, when you're dead, you're dead. It just kind of goes up and down. You know, I go back into my credit line and get it up again. And then I, you know, then it would get busy and I'd pay it off. And, and so, um, so then one day I did a webinar. It was like a, it was like a two day webinar podcast webinar where a bunch of different speakers got on and they spoke about design and I had found a friend who's um also was slow and I said why don't we just do this for two days and she came to my house and so there was one speaker that got on and and she said you know every designer should have a blog I mean it's an ex it, it's an extension of your personality um and it gives people well it gives people a sense of your personality and it's extension of your website is what I meant to say so for example, um, you know, a before and after that you might not put on your site, you know, you might put that on your blog. Um, and it just really gives people a sense of your personality and whether they'd be a good fit in hiring you to work with them further on their house. So, um, so after that two day um, webinar, I decided I'm going to start a blog. Well, I had only discovered blogs like six months before. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I remember vividly the day that I just got like hit a design blog. I was looking for fabric and suddenly I found myself on materialgirls.com blog. And so I'm looking at this blog and, um, and then I was scrolling down and down and, you know, one beautiful picture after another. And it just went on and on and on. And then I click on the sidebar where there's more blogs and, and suddenly I'm in this rabbit hole of blogs. And I was like, I had no idea what people did after they checked their emails online. Like really, like I had an uncle that was completely like, he just sat, you know, in front of the computer when he wasn't working, you know, he'd be in front of his computer. And really I had, I just really wondered like, what do people do? I mean, besides play video games, but you know, so once I discovered the world of blogs, so I was completely hooked. So when I started my blog, I already had a really good sense of what I like to see in blogs and what I didn't like, you know, what, what, what drew me and what appealed to me. And, you know, so the first, the first thing um, there was, I was really drawn to a blog that really consistently had beautiful images. So, you know, I got so obsessed with only putting beautiful images on my blog that when I, when I moved to the house that I'm in now a year ago in April, 
fast forward, um, you know, I actually had readers email me and say, Maria, can you please put the before pictures of your renovation on your blog? They were worried that I wasn't going to post the before pictures because I was so obsessed with only putting pretty pictures on my blog. But yeah, so, so that's, um, so I started. So did my you have any idea then? I mean, you had this great vision. Um, it was almost like the universe was speaking to you and saying, you know, you, you've got to get on this blog and um, kind of directing you in that way. But did you have any idea that your blog would become what it is today? Well, you know, it's it's funny that that you asked that because I was clear that I wasn't even a writer. Like to send out a professional, like if I had to send out like a business letter, I mean, oh, I would have to get it drafted, looked at, edited three, four times. I mean, by other people. I mean, it was painful. So I was clear I was not a writer and I still, I don't still live like I'm a writer because I write like I talk. And I think that's what your blog should be anyway. It should be your voice. I mean, you really want, when you're, when you write your blog, you want to be like, you want to pretend that your favorite client is sitting right across from you and you're talking to her. And so a lot of times when I'll write my posts, you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll say, you know, sometimes the beginning of my post will be, you know, remember when I was talking about such and such, and then I'll link to a past post. And so, you know, I, I, um, I always treat my posts like I'm just, it's like a continuation of a conversation that I'm having with, yeah, my, my favorite client, you know, who's become a friend like that. And I think that's a really good way to attract your ideal client as well when you're blogging. But you know, when I started this blog, I mean, I called it Color Me Happy because I love that scene in, in Julia Roberts where she's standing, or in Pretty Woman, where she's standing at the elevator and she goes, well, color me happy. There's a sofa in here for two. And of course, <laughs> I love Julia. <laughs> so yeah, so the, so the name of my blog just kind of came to me all in that one weekend. And I was completely, I suddenly became completely obsessed. I wrote seven blog posts in one weekend. I couldn't sleep. I, I wrote till three o'clock in the morning. I got up at seven again to keep writing. And from then on, and I just had my five-year blog anniversary on Halloween this um, just a few weeks ago, you know, I have written a post every two to three days. So, I mean, I really didn't know that it suddenly I had so much to say about decorating and design and color, but, you know, it really has become this most amazing community of people. I love my readers. Every time I meet one that says she follows my blog, I'm always like, I have a special place in my heart for you because I spend so much time and energy and effort, you know, writing my posts. And, you know, I really can't imagine my life without it. You know, I, I remember when I had somebody, I once heard this, somebody say that, you know, once you start your blog, you will never, like, you will never stop thinking about your blog every single day until the day you stop. And it's too much for some people. And not everybody is meant to, to have a, you know, a big blog, you know, with, like 250,000 readers a month. I mean, for some people, it's really good to have it as just an extension of your website. I mean, I think it's hard to have a website now without blog on there. I mean, it's important to have that on there, but do you need to turn it into some, you know, kill yourself if that's not your thing? No, I mean, it's, you know, I was very obsessive in the very beginning and very like, I was like a new convert. You know, I would be telling all my friends, you need to have a blog. And then I realized that to say that to somebody that would be like saying you need to write a best-selling book just because I have, you know, that's just, that's about as unrealistic, you know, as saying the same, that, as saying that. So it's not in everybody, but 
you don't really know actually and you don't have to be a writer that's the most that was the most surprising thing for me because you know I just started to write like I talk and and people liked it so it just went on from there so yeah well I do agree I think that it is for some people and and for others it's not I mean I've met with plenty of designers that I just met with one um like a week ago that was like yeah I tried it for a month and it's just too much I mean I have better things to do than yeah. to try and think up of content and I'm thinking That's right. okay you're looking at this all wrong <laughs> yeah you know and having said that right I had been in the industry for 10 years at that point when I started my blog so um my blog is now five years old I'm 46 so, you know, and I'd started and I'd started my business when I was 30. So, you know, I did, I do have a lot to say about design and, um, you know, and the, and the thing with blogging is you either have to be funny, right? You have to either entertain people or you need to teach them something. So, I mean, the days of putting up a blog and just putting up a bunch of pretty pictures, I mean, those days are over. Those, those blogs are, you know, the women, the, the, designers that did those blogs, started those blogs are many years old. And now there's, I mean, I don't know what the stat is, if you know what it is, Amanda, but how many new blogs are started every day? I mean, if oh, it's ridiculous. Your whole, there's yeah, so if, many. Yeah. If your blog is based on just pretty pictures, you know, it's not going to survive. I mean, it just won't. And, you know, because there's just too many of them out there. So the way to distinguish your blog from everyone else's is with your personality. So, um, and that's, you know, and the important distinction there is that nobody cares who you are when you first start writing your blog. Like I've had people misunderstand that advice when I say that you need to distinguish it with your personality. They, they misunderstand and think they need to start talking about their cats and their dogs and their kids. And no, I mean, you know, I, I hit a new blog once where suddenly she started talking about this new weight loss program that she was on and she was going to... Uh, every Friday do a weigh-in. Well, you know, and she was a designer and wrote a design blog. So, you know, nobody's going to care about that in the beginning. It's only after you establish a following that people start to get curious, like, who are you? And, you know, who is this person? But so, but I mean, even still, it's really rare that I'll write a post that is just, that just exclusively talks about me and without a design element to it. It's really important to actually take your like if you can take a design lesson and incorporate your personality into it, then you know that is what's more interesting for people. So every time I write a post, I'm always looking at it from the perspective of you know what could I say that would make this post interesting. So for an example, um, I a couple of months ago in the summertime, um, I belonged to a decorating association here in British Columbia. And um, they were having an annual general meeting. And she said, so Maria, can you announce it on your blog so maybe we can get some more people to attend our AGM? So I wrote the post. You know, it was like a couple paragraphs with their logo on it. And I thought, well, this is really boring. And, you know, I'll get like two comments and I'll be totally depressed. <laughs> so I thought, what could I say that would make this post interesting? So, you know, the story that I told was... Um, I was actually going to be speaking at this event. So I related it to being asked to speak at Kimberly Seldon's um, business of design conference um, back in January earlier this year. Um, I had been, I had had, um, I was one of the speakers at the fall home show 
um, in 2012 um, locally here in Vancouver. And it was awesome. You know, I did a, I did a great talk. I did it twice a day for three days. You know, it was a rocking success. I had people lined up and just standing around, you know, standing room only listening to my, to my um, talk. And then when I went to Kimberly Selden's course, I, because I basically, the system that I have, um, that I've created, that I teach to designers and architects through my true color expert workshops and my ebook, um, how to choose paint colors, it's all in the undertones. But so my system is all about really being able to distinguish the undertones and neutrals, how to work with them, how to correct mistakes. You know, if you've ever looked at, you know, your tile in your bathroom or your kitchen and you go, you know, this bugs me, this color is wrong or this tile doesn't match. And, you know, and so I have distinguished a way so that people can actually correct those mistakes and they actually now know what they should buy and what they, you know, how to just, you know, yeah, how to fix what you've mistakes you've made, how to go forward and, and buy new neutrals because, you know, People think that beige is beige or gray is gray. Well, there is no Switzerland in neutrals. So what I had done, I, I put these, um, I got um, Robert Allen to, they gave me all the undertones and all the fabrics. This is something that I teach. Um, it's, a, it's an, it's an in-class exercise in, in my training. And um, so I gave all the designers, there was probably seven different fabric samples and I put them on the tables. Well. 10 minutes into my talk, I had everyone start looking at samples and I completely lost the crowd, lost them. They were on now talking amongst themselves, looking at the samples and, you know, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I didn't even get to finish my talk <laughs> because my time was up and, you know, it was, it was a disaster. And and so I mentioned this, I, so I told that story in my post just as a lesson to everyone. And what I learned later was, you know, never give people something to read, you know, until after your talk, because they'll be too busy looking at it. Well, it was even worse. I had people talking about it. I had the, oh, I'm like, okay, tell me what, which one is which. Well, anyway, so that post then turned into an interesting post because it turned into a lesson for everyone on what to do and what not to do. You know when you're speaking in front of the room so that isn't that so that's a, um, a really good example of you know how to take a post that would be really boring and turn it into something interesting so by using you know an example from your own life and then you know that's a post that somebody can't copy either because you know it's a post that's just strictly about you and your personality and how you made something work or didn't or you know well, what the I think it's important to, to what's really great about your blog is that you don't care to put yourself out I, I and I do this too I don't care but you know a lot of people want to make an impression of a certain sort that you know everything's glamorous and great and what's great right. about your blog is that you're all about the good and the bad so willing to teach the the mistakes that you make yeah uh, there might be some people that read that and say holy crap i'd never freaking go up in front of a crowd and speak in my wildest dreams but right. maybe for somebody who's considering a speaking engagement that might be something that they didn't you know think of and so if it yeah. can happen to maria Killam, well it can surely happen to me too that's right <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite thing about your blog oh you know i have to say the community you know um i 
I talk about how I'm okay. You know, everyone that anyone that follows my blog knows that I talk about how I'm kind of a loner and I like to work alone. But at the end of the day, I'm not really alone because I have this, you know, huge community of people that, you know, regulars that comment on my blog, love you guys. And, um, you know, email me. And so I, it's this, it's this whole community of people that I, that I have. And it's, you know, and it, and the most amazing thing about my blog is that it really has enabled me to create a life that I love. You know, I was, I rented in Vancouver all my life. I'm, you know, I've never owned anything. Uh, and so suddenly I was able to leverage, um, my following into, you know, real money that I was making for the first time in my life. And I was able to buy a house. Um, also because I work from home and because my, I do so much online consulting, you know, I was able to actually have that, that laptop, laptop lifestyle of living wherever you want. And so I moved out to the country to be close to my mom and my sisters and my nephews that are, you know, my favorite people in the world. And, um, so it's, my whole life has changed. I now, you know, we bought a house, we renovated it from top to bottom and it's, you know, I get to walk through my house every day and love absolutely everything that's in my house. And so, and we did the, we also did the yard, the landscaping, we ripped out the front and the backyard and put in everything new this summer. Um, and it was, so it's really, it's really been extraordinary because not only do I have this great community of people that are my friends online all over the world, but I also have you know, this life that I never dreamed that, that, you know, I would be able to create on my own. I, you know, I always thought I'd have to be married. I'd have to marry for it. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. was you, uh, looking back now at your 30 year old self, just trying to figure it out? I mean, what would you have to say to your 30 year old self? I mean, did, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that it would be like this? I really didn't. I would. Yeah. I mean, what would I say? Hang in there and keep working hard because there's certainly, I mean, this, this hasn't been without a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, I work all the time, but it doesn't occur to me really like I'm working because I really love what I do. So, but you know, am I writing blog posts every Sunday, you know, because Monday is the highest day for hits. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning if I don't have one up from the day before, or I'll be up till 11 writing one. So, you know, but it is really amazing to be able to basically, I, I am writing blog posts generates new clients for me. So I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it sounds easy, but it, you know, I mean, it kind of is <laughs> from it, when you really have, when you find your niche and you, and you love what it is that you're doing, you know, it doesn't occur like it's hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it still a lot of work? Do I work all the time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my, my blog posts take an average of two to five hours a day to, you know, to maintain and manage and write. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work but it's fun for me because, you know, this is my passion. So. Well, and you found your voice in it. I mean, I think yeah. that's the biggest problem is that a lot of people, um, they see a blog like yours and think, oh, well, I can do that. And then they do it and they're like, oh my God, I don't have this kind it's, it's not that they don't have the time. They don't want to make the time to, to because it does take time to that's figure right. out what you're going to write about and then intelligently write it so that it is interesting and that you are providing information. And then nowadays, like I am, especially with the whole image thing that's going on. Like I am making it a point. I don't even care if the, the photo is not amazingly beautiful. I'm starting to use all of my own photos just so that I don't have that issue. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's smart. Well, what are some goals that you have for 2014? Well, you know, um, all around the world, people email me. They are waiting for me to to bring my system, my specified color with confidence uh, trainings that I have um, in Toronto and Vancouver to put them online. So I'm really working hard to um, to create that. And you know, the biggest challenge again, yeah, the biggest challenge there again is images. So I think I'm going to have to start. I'm going to have to look to my readers to maybe start providing me with images because. Um, the only way that I can show somebody what doesn't work about color is, is by showing an image that, that isn't, you know, that isn't done correct, the color that isn't done correctly. So, um, so that's really big, just really, um, getting some more mastery around this whole online world. There's so much information, there's so many experts to learn from, and so, you know, the biggest challenge in having an online business is really finding that next expert that's going to take your business to the next level, you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's like, that's a really big, big one um, for me is really taking learning or, you know, just really figuring out a way to put that on to CDs and, and in an online format so that people from Kuwait don't have to come to Vancouver. <laughs> Or uh, from Nashville to Toronto. That's right. <laughs> That's too I'm easy, like, when Amanda. are you coming back to Atlanta? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it. I wish yeah. I would have known that at the time. They were in That's right. Oh. Well, All right. Maria, I want to thank you for coming on to the show today. If people are interested in, um, if they don't, I don't they are living under a rock, but if they don't know uh, how to find you or or, uh, want more information about your blog, how can they find you? Um, They can find me at mariakillam.com and you'll have a link below, right? Yeah, there will be a link. I will have information on my blog um, so they can go there and then give a little bit of information about your true color expert training. If somebody's interested in a workshop, Let me just pull up the dates here. My next workshop will be spring in Toronto will be May 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then spring in Vancouver will be May 28th, 29th, and 30th. And And how long are the workshops? Are they two or three days? They're three days. And so basically you're just training everything about color, correct? Yeah, I mean, the first day we do a lot of comparing. We do, uh, because one of the biggest mistakes designers and homeowners make when they're picking colors for anything, right? This is way beyond wall color because, of course, color in your home is everywhere. So it's, but the biggest mistake they make is mixing clean and dirty colors as, as, as also mixing the wrong undertones. But clean and dirty is a big one. So on the first day, um, really, um, people get some mastery and really comparing color accurately so that they can see what color they're actually choosing. Because when I am consulting with a client, I'm basically comparing color the whole time. Because if you just show one bald color to a client and say, here's the color of your living room, or here's your white for your trim, and you don't know what to compare it to so that they can actually see what it is that you are showing them, see the color, you know, you then you're basically, it's very easy to lose control of the consultation and have the client start picking up your color samples and walking around with them. So, you know, that's a big part of the first day. The second day we do how to conduct a color in-home color consultation from A to Z. 
So really, you know, how to specify color for every single surface in your house. And then on the third day we do exterior. Um, and then also we talk about the business of color, you know, how to, how to book color consultations and just that whole piece of it. And, and then we do a lot of it every morning and every, at the end of every day, I show slides and as people get more trained, I'll say, what's the undertone of that sofa? What's the undertone of the wall? What's the undertone of the chair? And the, what's wrong with this? And how would we fix that? And, um, you know, one of the biggest um, um, trainings or learnings that people come to me for is, you know, what is the answer to the question why? Like, what is, you know, when your clients ask, why is that the right color? You need to have the answer to that question because basically, as designers, we're, our job is selling color. And just like any other, um, any other sales job, you're gonna have objections and you need to be able to handle those objections so that the right color gets on the wall. Because if you don't know the answer to why is this the right color, now the client again has control and you start doing shotgun design, which is you know, you're changing it as the color goes up because the client has no confidence that it's the right color because you have not given that client the confidence so and your workshop is also available to consumers right yes i have a lot of homeowners that you know are building a new house and they and they um they come to my workshop to get confidence on their own and really and you know i get a lot of questions saying you know will i feel out of place if i'm there with designers and the answer to that is no because i have designers that have been doing my courses or that have been doing design for 30 years and they're in the exact same place as the design enthusiast or homeowner, because it's my system and you can't get it anywhere else in the world. So unless you've been in the color business for years and years and years, you know, you're both going to be at the same level. So, uh, so a design enthusiast is not going to feel, um, you know, that they're out of place at all. So the last uh, workshop that I had in Toronto, as a matter of fact, I think half were we're homeowners and half we're designers. So yeah. Perfect. And if they want to sign up for that, they can go to your blog or your website to find yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perfect. You can go to my shopping cart. It's great. Awesome. Maria, thank you uh, for doing this and, and sitting oh. down and taking the time with me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, Bye now. Wow. Wasn't it inspiring to hear how passionate Maria is about color? One common thread that I have consistently seen amongst talented designers and entrepreneurs is that much needed ingredient of passion and vision. You've heard me mention entrepreneur Tyler Nottingham before from Brown Dog Designs. Like Maria, he has a great drive for creativity that he puts forth into his lighting designs. But without that much needed vision, it may have never gotten off the ground to become one of the most coveted custom lighting resources for designers. You can find out more about Tyler at browndoglighting.com. But one thing that I love most about Maria is that she knew at 30 that she needed creativity or she'd die. Instead of taking that need and pushing it aside like a hobby, she grabbed that dream and made it a necessity, something we could all learn from. She has an incredible spirit as an entrepreneur and an even more amazing vision as a designer and true color expert. We all have had those pivotal moments in our life that change everything for us. For Maria, it was her blog that became the vehicle that allowed her to take her vision and her talent to the masses. And if you take anything away from this podcast, it's always be true to yourself and be authentic. Something Maria has been from day one. 
Another takeaway for me is you don't have to be a writer to have a blog, but you do need to have a clear vision of who you are and what you want. Just as she said there's no Switzerland in neutrals, there's also no success in being inauthentic. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I have. If you would like more information on this show or have questions or comments, email me at info at gatesinteriordesign.com. You can also visit my website, gatesinteriordesign.com. Bye for now.